off the cast. So I'm like beyond excited at the moment. Okay. Uh, okay. Still super. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So they, they put me in a split. So I'm like 100% happy. And, you know, <laughs> I'm in my garage and I am training. Garage. Okay. That's all you can do, man. Garage training is where it's at right now. Yeah. So I'm so, excited about that right now. So how you doing? Um, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, you know, uh, doing what I can, being at home 24-7. Not much else you can do. Um, this Corona thing. So stuck at home, living the dream, man. <laughs> like, uh, trying to do as many home workouts as I can. But it gets pretty boring pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, 100% with that, man. 100% with that. I'm over here playing with my sword and everything. You know? <laughs> Got knives and stuff like that. What are you, uh, so what's, uh, what's your training like? Is it, uh, obviously gyms are closed and everything, so minimal with the arm too, so. Well, definitely since the arm, like, process ended up happening, everything has been slowing down, and I'm factoring that I had, like, a knee, uh, surgery as well, but as of this week, I'm 100% back with my whole, basically my whole body except the right arm, uh, but. The training, it's it's starting to pick back up. I'm just happy that I actually started running this week. So everything's getting back to normal. And September looks like I will definitely be back. So I'm excited but, about that. Do you have any uh, names in mind? Anybody that uh, piques your interest? Is there uh, any names out there or just uh, any, anyone? Well, right now, it's just me getting in. But obviously, I want to fight the best, and whoever's the ones that are hot out there, like O'Malley, you know, nothing but mad respect to him. Obviously, I want that super rematch with Chico Vera uh, or even Wood. It doesn't really matter. Uh, just me getting in there, and then if I get a number, I'm happy off of that, too, you know? Yeah, well, you had a big win last time, right? That uh, decision win over uh, Jonathan Martinez, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and what made it big, which, you know, like some people are starting to catch on and hearing about it, but... I broke the, you know, broke my forearm in the, literally in the first round, first like ten seconds and whatnot, and I fought through it, and no one like I stated ended up knowing about it until like weeks after, and it's kind of like messed up. But hey, who can we blame? You know, Joe Rogan. Just say. <laughs> how do you? Uh, how's that feeling there at the end where you're like, because it was a split, right? It was a split yeah, decision. Was a split. So you gotta like, you know, you were coming off a loss before that, if I'm if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So knowing it's like, oh man, like one judge could give me back-to-back losses, or one judge could give me that win. You know, it's how how did you feel when you finally got that, you know, winner by oh, split decision? A hundred percent relief. Just back just then, um, when it kind of like comes to it, that like I know I put everything on the line in that fight, you know, and just factors in like I stated with the whole arm and everything that I continued like most people would have ended up stopping making uh, front but I had to put on my poker face and everybody if you don't know I actually suck at poker but <laughs> I had to put poker face on that whole fight so your boy was out there you know and it ended up becoming crazy because you know I felt that I won I knew that I won and for it to come down to a split decision it stuff happens and especially since it was basically the second home or whatnot but it's all love you know uh I felt that I won, but it went to the, you know, to the ref, or not the ref, but the judges. And at the end of the day, it's three opinions that matter, and it's those three judges, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the thing. It's if, if it goes to the judges. I mean, you saw with John Jones and and Dominic Reyes. You saw with Yoel. You saw with uh, Yoel versus Adesanya. If you leave it to the judges, man, it is anything's up for grabs. It could go either way, and especially with the state of the judging today it 
Uh-huh. You really don't know. Um, yeah, and that's why I always push staff factors in. Hey, don't leave it to the judges. And like I stated, I did everything I can to not leave it with the judges, but it came up to it because, you know, but like this, hand not broken, I finished the fight in the second round. That's just how it is. That's how yeah. I feel. I really yeah. built first, but everybody said uh, the second, if anything. But, hey, stuff happens. Yeah, it's a big win. I mean, I think personally your biggest win was obviously against Burrell. Yeah. Come in, your debut beat former champion, uh, a guy that in his hometown. Let's remember all of those. And you know? a guy who, for for so long, was feared by the entire division. That is true. That right? is true. So to to come in and your debut and 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 take him out was I thought that was remarkable. Like I was watching that fight. I remember watching it and being like, because I I hadn't heard of you. I was like, Hannah Burrell. Like I know he's coming through some rough times, a rough patch. He's gonna win this comfortably, and did not, did not. So, uh, <laughs> hats off to you, man. That was uh, that was an incredible fight. So, thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we'll, we'll jump right back into the the coronavirus. I guess from a fighter's perspective, um, how do you weigh the pros and cons of taking a fight? Right. Obviously, the con being, well, you can get corona, but pro being, you know, it's a paycheck. Well, one obviously the paycheck is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how how would you weigh it? Like for example, if you got a call um, and you were hundred percent, arm was good, said, "Hey, we got to fight two forty nine, no fans." How do you weigh it? Like you know where? How would you how would you take that? Hey, I love what I do. So in reality, I will definitely one hundred percent take the fight. Uh, I'm be one hundred percent in there, and if I die in the, in the cage, I'm happy with it. You know? <laughs> Obviously, people are going to be, like, really sad about it, but just know that I'm, like, I'm going to go down with a smile, so it's, like, a straight W. Like, hey, hey, Kobe. I feel like Kobe Bryant calling for the um, calling for the ball. <laughs> no, you already know the signal, you know? But straight out shout-outs to R.E.P. Kobe as well. But um, it's one of those things. Uh, you end up knowing what you love to do. You'll sacrifice basically what you can to um, jump up in, and this is what I honestly love to do, so I'm in there, you know? Uh, but I end up understanding that, but people are not – getting the full information it, it's heat that honestly kills the virus so in other words you training and uh you know saunas and whatnot you end up like burning that out but a lot of people probably don't know about that but now i just gave you the, the <laughs> rabbit out the out the hat or is the cat out the bag one or the other there you go you feel me? yeah there's a yeah i mean there's a lot of people with that that mentality like i think diego sanchez is probably the best example of it um where he'd much rather die in there than lose yeah. and uh it's something that's unheard of i mean i'm i don't have an mma upbringing uh i did a little jujitsu but let's be honest like i'm not i'm not ready to die anywhere right <laughs> like uh, so uh someone has me to choke i'm tapping right away like i don't uh, i don't i don't play around uh so different mentality from i mean i'm an accountant so an accountant has much different mentality um so it's unusual for people like like me i guess who don't have that same sort of mentality but man that's what that's what drew me to the sport uh the fight that did it for me well i guess the the event i guess was uh rashad and rampage when i saw uh, rampage tear that door down i was like yo oh, <laughs> i like <laughs> this guy that door down, man. i like that guy uh so that that's what got me into it was there any sp- particular event or martial artist or uh I guess, fight that really drew you to the sport? And uh, if so, which one? Uh, it's like a coin flip, but I guess you can say uh, 
Well, obviously, growing up, I was like a super fan of uh, freaking, you know, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, Roy yeah. Jones was my favorite boxer. So uh, it was just one of those things, like, you know, when you pick up things, I picked up things like really fast. So especially since it's like growing up is like life and death situations and everything. So uh, everything just kind of like was embedded into me, you know, like forced down my throat type thing, you know. Uh, but what honestly really did it, I guess you could say, is when Mighty Mouse did that like super flying uh, arm bar where he just threw the dude in the air and then he like trapped him. I was like, oh, snap. Which note, he is my favorite fighter. Right now he's like number one. And then comes John Jones. It was John until Mighty Mouse did that. And, you yeah. know, I kind of like, like flipped the coin. And truth be told, I really didn't watch a lot of uh, basically cage fighting at all. I didn't watch it, you know. So I kind of like kept to myself in a way. Uh, boxing. Boxing was the closest they'll ever get from me, you know. So just like when I fight Hannon Burrell, I didn't know nothing about him. But everybody in my camp and my family knew, and they were telling me it's Hannon Brown. And I'm like, okay, but <laughs> today, so come on, you know. So that was my mentality for everything. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, I guess that's a good mentality. I mean, it's probably better, uh, especially with a big name like that, to not, I guess, know who he is. So the pressure is almost down a little bit. Um, or, you know, knowing who he is may motivate you more, I guess, depending on on who it is. Um, another question I have. Predictions for 249. Um, it's going to be pretty tricky, but uh, Khabib, I'm becoming more and more a fan every time he fights. Uh, but if anybody has a chance, it's his opponent as of right now. Like, you know, uh, it's pretty decent. He's sneaky. Uh, not only sneaky, it's one of those situations he'll take a beating just to honestly throw stuff up, you know. But what my brother always stated, he stated that uh, he's, like, based off of a crowd. Like, you know, and now you take away the crowd, does he still have that superpower now? Which I feel like he does, but my brother kind of threw that out there that he might not, you know. Yeah. So everything kind of, it, it's a flip coin right there. Yeah, the fight for me that did it, or the fight that's making me, like, almost set on Khabib was watching him get dropped by Lando Venata. And, I mean, no disrespect to Lando Venata, but, I mean, if Lando is going to drop Tony, I feel like if Khabib can drop him, <laughs> I don't think Khabib lets him recover. Uh, and I've only ever seen Khabib rock that one time by Michael Johnson, um, who's yeah. got a heck of a right hand um, and a heck of a left hand. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I think it's it could go either way. Um, I think the one thing that we haven't seen Khabib in is a lot of danger. Uh, and that's something that Tony can offer is his elbows off about the bottom will crack them open. If there's blood, how's Khabib going to react? Um, that is true. As a as a fighter, what does blood do? Like uh, like when you start seeing blood flow down into your eyes, uh, like as, as an accountant, I'm thinking like I'd be I'd be out of there. Like the second I saw blood flowing into my eyes, I'd be like, oh, this isn't for me. Um, but from someone who's been in there, someone who's fought, what would blood do? Does it motivate you to bite down on your mouthpiece, move forward? And... It's motivation, man. Like, uh, like when I end up seeing blood, it, like it, I actually go, I turn red. It's like, you know, oh, I got to get it back. Oh, I got to, you know. But it's like a, like a survival kick that, you know, just kicks in and whatnot. Uh, like, I remember it was like in one of my sparring uh, goes, like 2011. I ended up breaking my nose 
and my nose like went like far to the right side and I'm not thinking that I broke it. The only thing I'm seeing is I saw blood on my gloves, you know? And then my mindset was, oh, we got to go. Like, you know, so I'm like throwing with the person. And then I think I ended up making it worse, you know? So, uh, but like I said, when I see, when I see blood, it motivates me to go harder, a lot harder, you know, when kicks in, but yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, I, I don't understand it from someone who doesn't experience it. I mean, I, I've been hit in the face a couple times, took a couple body shots and I was like, this is, let's stick with jujitsu. Um, <laughs> Muay Thai is not fun. Kickboxing is definitely not fun. Um, not someone who likes body shots at all. Uh, so that's, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's good to hear it from, uh, from the fighter's perspective to see what exactly they're going through. Um, I had, um, uh, I had Mike, uh, Mike Rodriguez, the light heavyweight. I had him on yesterday. And, uh, one of the questions that, uh, that I asked him was, when you're in there and someone is, you know that you could be a second away from lights going out or a second away from knocking someone out. When you're in there, he said it's almost like a chess match where you like almost zone out. You don't realize like, you know, I could get hurt or I could hit them. It's just you're in there and you blank. Do you find that's similar with you or do you sit there thinking like, oh man, like if I hit him. He's going out, or is like, do those thoughts cross your mind at all? Uh, I'd say yeah. It's, it, everything comes like a coin flip on that. Like in my eyes, it's uh, what I end up saying or how I like vision it. It's that that anything obviously can happen, but be first. So you don't got to worry about it, you know. So uh, that's like one thing. Like how Connor, he's so um, great at what he does, is because he's always first. Like he's trying to be first, and anytime yeah. that he's a second late you get a different um, outlook that, you know, Hey, you're a second um, behind, you know, so it kind of like floats in that direction, but my look, Hey, look at this, be first. And that becomes your chest, you know, good offense is a great defense. Just like a great defense could be your great offense. Everything kind of like depends on what's going on, you know, but most time blacking out, obviously you got to zone out everybody that's around you, you know, but uh, yeah, well, I look at it. It's just, it's just a nice fun place inside the cage. <laughs> so you're saying like, when you're in there, do you, you you zone out the fans? Do you think there'd be a difference? Would you notice a difference if you were to comp- to compete in an empty arena? Uh, like yeah. what mid fight? I'd say yeah, just factors in, uh, or not for me. I can obviously see for other people because, like I stated, everybody kind of feeds off of a crowd. Like me, I'm like known. Like uh, say, for instance, I had a boxing background, so when the fighters like would fight, uh, you'll get some crowds where they won't say nothing. Like, you know, they're just quiet. They'll watch. Unless, obviously, that one side has their family and then they're screaming and everything. But uh, you get somewhere fans don't have, like, you know, people are from a different, uh, you know, country slash state and everything, so they don't have fans. So it's the crowd's just really quiet. Or sometimes you might be the first fight where the crowd ain't there. Like, you know, like everything kind of, like, depends. So me kind of going or coming from, like, the, the cage fights and everything that, I fought in front of a you know crowd that was less, and then I fought in a crowd that's it was just like straight packed out. So to me, it's all, yeah, what I look at it is it's it's go time, it's fun time, let's have fun, you know. Yeah. But I am so, here to put on a show, so it don't matter. Yeah. So in Brazil, when you were competing against Barão, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, that's the only time you've fought outside of the states. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that must have been different 
getting in there and just getting booed simply because you weren't Brazilian. <laughs> that, I want to say no, because the fight before that, I ended up fighting a guy named Dennis uh, Paiva, which was his hometown. And uh, it was a... Uh, uh, I forgot where they are. Lincoln, Rhode like, Island. Rhode Island. There you go. Rhode yeah. Island. So uh, I was there. Everybody. I didn't, like, you know, I, like, walked into it, but he was, like, the superhero of all superheroes out there. Like, he, this, like, because, you know, over there, it's, like, literally, it's fighting. That's all they do. So that was their guy, like, you know. And when I got into the cage... It was nothing but booze when I was walking to the cage. It was 100% silent. Like, it was so silent. Like, I don't even think they played my music when I was walking <laughs> to the cage. So they kind of like, you know, they played my system and everything. And so every time we fought, anytime he did something, they're screaming. Anytime I did something, it was quiet. So I was, like, already used to it. So my mindset, again, it's like in the cage, it's your house, so it doesn't matter. You know, so me going to Brazil, I wasn't thinking of everybody screaming or booing me. Because at the end of the day, uh, after I got done getting booed and them like Chan will kill you and all that other stuff, those same people are taking pictures with me talking about <laughs> love you and all that other stuff, you know? Like, I think like majority of my uh, fans is from Brazil, like, you know? <laughs> so I'm happy with it. Yeah. I mean, I think they've always, with the exception of people like Matt Brown, who would flip off the crowd, I think as long as you're respectful there, I mean, I think from what I hear, I mean, Connor's loved in Brazil. And he's had a lot of issues with Jose Aldo. So I think as long as you're respectful and whatnot in Brazil, I think for the most part, it's all love and, and respect. And I find that the one thing about MMA fans is that there is always love and respect to the, to the fighters, regardless of where they're from. No, that is true, man. That is really true. And, I, and that's why I end up loving Brazil. Because uh, exactly how you stated exactly how they are. It's like, it don't matter who it is. Just know that we're cheering for our people, but after we'll buy you a beer and it's like <laughs> okay you know like you know can't get mad at that you know yeah so, is uh yeah so you competed in brazil once is there is travel in, like an interest for you or is it oh. you'd much rather stay in the states oh no 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 i want to be traveling the country i want to i want to like you know because the way i look at it is i want to be worldwide i don't just want to be hey we know you in the united states now or the u.s like whatnot or california or Vegas I want to be known around the world like like uh, I tried everything I can before I, I took the fight with uh, Chito that uh, I was trying to get on the Japan or the China card like that was the card I really wanted to be on and I was like doing everything I can to get on it like I even got to the moment I even worked on my uh, Mandarin just to get out there you know so, <laughs> so I was in there I was like I was like fully committed trying to get out there but uh People didn't want to fight me, so I ended up coming out to the num moment of I ended up fighting Chito, which is uh, should have been like ranked before I even got got the chance to even fight him. Um, and not only that, that it kind of like came down to a number like a lot of people wouldn't accept me, except fighters like Chito that's down the throw and that are ranked, like you know. So it kind of like it opened up the doors on there. Yeah, that's the one thing that I mean, I'm I'm. I like the the rankings in one aspect because for us it's easier to see like okay he's number two he's number three, but at the same time, some guy who's ranked number fourteen why would he fight someone who's yeah. just outside? It it really makes uh, makes things complicated um, I find for people just outside to get a shot. Um, obviously, if you had beaten uh, Chito, you'd likely be in the top fifteen. Um, but now to get a shot. 
right? Like to get a shot at someone in the top 15, it's, it's difficult simply because they don't view you as a guy in the top 15. Um, everyone wants to fight up in the rankings. So how do you feel about rankings? Are you a fan of it or is it something that you wish they didn't have? Uh, truth be told, rankings is there for a reason. So I, I like the rankings, but the rankings become favorable if they actually go by it, you know. And be honest, it doesn't really matter unless you're like top four that it really matters, you know. Yeah. Because uh, it's that's like shows as in who's getting the next title shot. But right now, it's like showing uh, like how USC kind of do it is that whoever is the known name, if you're the known name and people love you, just like this, like a like who has like a high chance out of everybody in the Bantamweight uh, class that will be probably the next of the newcomers that will have a title shot will be Omari. And why him is the fact is in that the people love him. Like, you know, yeah. he has a good following base. So they'll probably definitely skip him all the way up, just how they did Cody. They skipped him all the way up, like, you know. And for me to get there, I'm going to have to beat, beat uh, or fight and beat O'Malley or constantly keep building my, uh, my uh, you know, my life and my background. They honestly get there, you know. But yep. obviously it comes down as in who you fight and who you beat because, uh, like, and this is another thing, going back to Chito, like, well, I'm a big fan of him, is the fact is in that, or a fan of his his fighting spirit is the fact is in that it don't matter what rank he is, he will fight you because it's what he loves to do. Like, yeah. you know, and, you know, besides all the stuff on the outside, it is what it is, but as a fighter inside the cage, he's he's that guy, like, he doesn't mind, just like me. If I was ranked number eight, hey, I'm, like, I saw the mentality, I want to fight everybody and anybody, so let's kind of make this happen. Put on a show for the fans, let the fans love it, they'll love you, we'll keep moving. It's just like that. Like, yeah, think about it, my two losses were against people that did not want to fight, you know? No one wanted to fight Cheat, though, so it was kind of like, hey, Andre, sure, I'll, you know. And Nathaniel Wood, too, is no joke. I mean, he just got his first loss. He was undefeated up until John Dodson. Um, so, I mean, two got two studs, uh, are the two guys that you have losses to. Uh, so I mean, three and two in the UFC, uh, beating former champion in your debut. I mean, what more could you ask for? Right. Uh, at what point do you decide, you know what, I'm going to start doing a Colby to get the fights. What, what point do you say, you know what, I'm going to start talking mad shit to everybody to see what, what I can get? Or do you just stick uh, and say, you know what, that's not me. I'm going to be myself. And if fans love me, they love me. Uh, exactly how it is. Uh, yeah. I can't, I can't push in that. Like, I'm not a good shit talker. Like, when it, people that know me, they know I suck at it. So <laughs> <laughs> me trying to talk like, me trying to talk like out of, out, of, out of character and talk shit, I'm like 100% bad at it. So I try to keep everything normal. Um, but hey, uh, people going to end up loving what I do because it's kind of hard to not like me. Like, you know, you hear me, you talk to me, you hold a conversation with me, you'll end up loving me. You know, yeah. like I said, I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to be loved. And eventually everybody's going to love me. Even the ones that end up hating me, they'll turn around and say, well, he did put up, you know, he is a good fighter. You know, it's like, oh, it's always going to end up going in that little, like, you know, yeah. season, uh, statues, you know. All right, man. Well, uh, mad respect, you. huge fan. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time. And, uh, you're the fourth fourth guest on my podcast, so I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you coming on, and uh, best of luck. Good. Uh, hopefully you recover, and uh, hopefully I'll see you in September. All right, awesome. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me, and you know nothing but love to you and everybody else that's watching. All right, man. Keep washing your hands and stay safe. <laughs> All right, peace.